Hey friends, I'm talking today about something that I haven't ever talked about on the podcast. And this is some things that I want you to consider swapping out in your home or check in if you have already swapped these things out in your home because they can be triggers for hormone issues. And I spend a lot of time talking about food and lifestyle, but these things are really important too. And if they're overlooked, they could definitely be contributing. Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is the power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. Okay. So I'm just going to dive right in. Um, this will be kind of a short and sweet episode because I'm not going to try to tell you everything there is to know about making your home non-toxic. I don't think you need that on your Sunday right now. I think that what you need is maybe just like a little bite-sized piece. And if you're a crunchy mama OG, you'll check these things off your list and be on with your life. But if you're learning about hormones and you're learning about, you know, non-toxic living and things like that, then maybe this will be really helpful for you. Um, so that you can kind of just check in with like what might be the most helpful, the most important without having to change literally everything in your life when you're already trying to make changes with your hormones. So I'm just going to talk about four things. I have four written down. I may end up with more once I get there, but I have four things written down that I want to start with that I think are some really important places to start. And then you can do your research from there. There's lots of really great accounts to follow on Instagram for this. I'm sure there's podcasts dedicated just to this, but what I really think is that it's what you do most that matters most. And so I'm going to talk about the things that I see as kind of like the biggest issues and maybe the things that you might be using the most in your home that could be affecting hormones. And, um, I'll kind of talk about why on each one as we go through. So number one, um, let's talk about plastic because we all know plastic is not great, right? We know we don't want to be like, um, consuming a lot of products that have plastic on them. Um, we know plastic is bad for the environment. We know it sits in landfills forever. We all know it's bad. And yet our world is literally made of plastic. Like everything is plastic, right? And so when we think about that, it kind of can feel like overwhelming and like, what the heck, like I can't do anything about this because, everything's plastic, right? Okay. So yes, there's, there's a lot of truth to that. And plastics have a lot of chemicals that can be hormone mimickers and can actually increase specifically estrogen in your body. If you're just exposed to these plastics, these xenoestrogens all, all the time. And so one thing that I just want to quickly caveat is like, um, plastic that is like no BPA or low BPA or something like that. Um, I think that that's good, but also it can be kind of a gimmick because it can have like, 
literally this is not my expertise. So I'm, I'm kind of making stuff up, but not really because I have heard this, but there, it can be like BPB instead or something really similar, but it's technically not BPA. So they can say BPA free. So when it comes to things that you are consistently like drinking out of eating out of uh, warming up or putting warm food onto, then plastic is something that I would recommend staying away from. And this can be pretty simple. So the things that I see as a first switch out would be whatever you're using the most. So if you're using plastic dinner plates all the time for your family, and specifically if you're putting them in the microwave, warming them up, that's not ideal for several reasons. But one of the reasons is because the plastic, when it's heated, it can actually be leaching into your food a little bit. So you can be just eating these micro little particles of plastic, which can be really bad for every part of your health, but it can be bad for your hormones. So say you're having using plastic plates or plastic cups or a plastic water bottle every single day, things that are going to be with something that has heat. Um, you're going to like put a hot liquid or hot food in it or on it, then that would be a priority to switch out first. I recommend glass. I recommend stainless steel instead. Um, but then like water bottles, you're using those probably every day. I use my water bottle all the time. And so swapping out a water bottle and not drinking out of plastic there, that can be a big kind of like bing for your buck thing because when you're doing it every day, you're getting more exposure. So, um, I definitely would recommend just checking in with what plastic you have that you are consistently using to eat out of drink out of that kind of thing. And then even just, um, you know, like paper plates, a lot of those have chemical coatings. So think about that. If you're using paper plates a lot or, um, using a lot of plastic wrap in your kitchen, those type of things, they're pretty easy to swap out. I personally am a big fan of using the dishwasher. So I, use less paper plates because of that. I still do use paper plates, but I try to buy the ones that don't seem to have as much of a coating on them. Um, and then just keep it kind of minimal. Again, this is not something that you have to try to be perfect about, but I do think that it's pretty helpful. So that's my little spiel on plastic. I'll leave it at that. Um, I already thought of something else to add into this episode. The other thing in your kitchen that really can be pretty harmful is, um, Teflon. And so that's those kind of like nonstick cookware, um, Teflon or even aluminum cookware that can be kind of harmful as well. Um, especially for your brain long-term and for your memory long-term. So looking at your cookware and, and trying to switch to something that's more, natural, um, ceramic can usually be pretty good. Stainless steel can be good. Um, it is helpful to do your research on this. I don't have a perfect answer for you. That isn't super expensive. I personally don't have perfect cookware, but I don't have Teflon. I don't have aluminum and I try to keep it, um, as non-toxic as possible. And I still have not splurged on the $150 for one pan kind of a price range, but, um, I'll do something kind of mid range and then <laughs> buy something new every couple of years because it wears out. And maybe I'm not saving any money, but that is what I have done. Um, so just looking at that and thinking about, okay, if you have all Teflon and you're using it every single day, then maybe you start, start with your egg pan. If you make eggs every morning, start with your, um, big frying pan. If you use that every single day, think about that and just swap one thing at a time. Um, but Teflon is definitely not a great thing long-term when it comes to inflammation in your body, cancer risk, hormone issues, all the things. So skip that Teflon and look for something new. Um, and send me a DM if you have a perfect answer, because I'd love to hear it, to be honest. 
Okay, so second thing that I wanted to talk about is your period products, because if you are here, you either have a period or you hope to get your period back. So let's talk about period products. These are something that we obviously use every single month, and some of the time we're putting them in our bodies in a very absorbent mucous membrane area. And so it really is important what kind of products you're using. You don't want to be using something that's going to cause more inflammation in your body. Um, Regular tampons or pads that are not organic are going to have pesticides on them. There can be other um, chemicals as well, especially if it's like scented pads. So those are really important to make sure at minimum you're just buying organic cotton. This has gotten so much easier to do. Um, Walmart has organic cotton pads and tampons. Now target has it. I've seen it several places that are just easy. I used to have to really try to get those and it is so much easier now. So I know that the price is different, but if you're looking at your monthly budget, it's probably only like $10 more a month and you know, you'll spend that somewhere else. So $10 a month is maybe not really that much. And I will come to that if you're like really budget conscious, then using something like a period cup or a period disc can be really great. Um, that is super eco-friendly too, because you're reusing it. I actually use, um, either a cup or a disc now every month and I haven't bought period stuff in years to be honest. Um, and except for, you know, the cup and the disc, I have fun those fairly recently. You can't use them forever and ever, but like for quite a while you can. So Um, just to kind of like share experience with that, I have found that you do have to find one that fits your body best. Like if you try a cup and it leaks, a disc might work better for you. If you try a disc and it leaks, maybe you try a cup. Um, I do think that it's good to try to, you know, troubleshoot that a little bit versus just thinking like, oh, that's not going to work for me because it really can be helpful. You can also go as I would say extreme as to do like just organic cotton, um, pads that are reusable. Those are great too. And you just wash them and that can be really, really cheap over time. So that's an option that can be really budget friendly. Um, if you're using like a cloth pad that is reusable, you just don't want to keep it, you know, keep using it for hours and hours and hours in a row. Um, because over time you can start to, um, just have like too much moisture built up and potentially cause like irritation or even an infection. So that is something to think about with like cloth pads or with period panties. Um, Period underwear can be a lot more moisture wicking, which is nice, but you do have to be a little bit careful with that as well because some of the period underwear have these um, extra absorbent linings that really are kind of made with some of those chemicals as well. I know that there are some that have been tested and have PFAS or those like forever chemicals in them. Um, when I started to look at period underwear, there was a brand that I thought was going to be less toxic and I really liked their products. But, um, once I started to do some research, they really weren't as non-toxic as I thought. And so I have recently, well, not super recently, but I personally have switched to, um, period.co again, I can't tell you they are 100% perfect, but they do have organic, um, period underwear and their pricing is really good compared to other companies as well. And so when I've, when I recently looked at the, um, I don't know that it's ingredients in underwear, but that's what I'm going to go with for right now, girls. Um, the materials that they are made with, 
um, it looked good to me. And so those can be a really great option for non-toxic as well. It is really nice when they're reusable because then you just don't have to go buy stuff every month. So highly recommend checking those out. They're pretty comfortable. They are slightly more bulky than the other brand I used before, which was NYX, but I think it's because the materials are actually better for you. So I'm willing to have a little more bulk because when you're on your period, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter. So, um, that is period products. And even when we're talking about period products, um, something else that I would throw in there is, you know, using pain relief for periods, there are options that are more non-toxic. And so instead of using my Tylenol, ibuprofen, girl, I hear you. If you have to do it, you have to do it. But if you don't have to do it, um, using like turmeric and ginger can be really great. Cramp bark earthly has a product called ease the ache. I love that one. Um, all of those can be really helpful instead of having to take ibuprofen. And especially if you're kind of staying ahead of it, you're starting to use some of the methods that I teach. You're in nourish your hormones. You're learning all the things that are going to make your periods better. Sometimes you can start to bridge over to those more natural options until you don't need them anymore, because that's ultimately the goal for my clients and my students. And that's what we celebrate all the time is the first pain-free period. And then the second one, and then the third one, and then we kind of stop celebrating because we're just used to it at that point. But really every single month, it's still a celebration when a period is not terrible. Okay. So third topic is body products. Okay, girls, this is a big one. It could be a whole 17 podcasts probably, but because I'm giving you just a little bit of an overview today, I just want to have you kind of do the same thing. Think about what you're using the most. So when we're talking about body products, we're talking about skincare, shampoo, toothpaste, lotion, hairspray, hair stuff, all the hair stuff, um, makeup, any of those things, it can feel really overwhelming to change everything. Um, so if you have started to make some changes, just think about what the next thing might be for you. If you haven't made any changes, think about what you use the most. So I'm hoping that you use toothpaste at least once a day, maybe twice a day. And so maybe toothpaste is an easy one because it's not going to be as expensive to switch over. I personally like the xylitol toothpaste. There's one called xyla white. There's a couple other brands, um, that are pretty good and like pretty affordable as well. So I like finding those kind of like middle options. I also like the wellness brand from wellness mama. They have a really good toothpaste. Um, there's lots of good toothpaste brands. Um, typically when you are at the store and you're looking, just making sure that the ingredients are all things that you can kind of recognize, um, in toothpaste, especially there shouldn't have to be a million things in there that you really don't know what they are. Um, and so that, that can be, you know, kind of a dead giveaway when it's toothpaste that maybe there's more things in it than there need to be. Um, deodorant is a big one deodorant. The main thing that I like to look for is that it doesn't have aluminum in it. That's going to be the first thing. And then it doesn't have fragrance in it. That's going to be the second thing that that is a pretty hard test for most like supermarket deodorants. And so, um, I like the deodorant from earthly. I like the deodorant from wellness. Again, it's W E L L N E S S E. Um, I also like just making your own deodorant and using coconut oil and baking soda. I do that a lot and that works really well for me. Some people it, um, baking soda irritates them. So you may have to look for one without baking soda, but I find that even for my husband who can be pretty stinky, to be honest, um, it works really well. So that's a super cheap option that is non-toxic. Okay. Um, think just 
again, you know, toothpaste, deodorant, those are pretty basic, but thinking about what else you use on a really regular basis. So if it's skincare, if it's shampoo, again, hopefully, probably you're going to use shampoo. Um, and then even, um, like makeup, all of those things are usually on a pretty regular basis for most of us. And so starting to do a little bit of research, I do like the EWG. I have heard over the years that, you know, sometimes it's kind of a paid thing where there people are paying for certifications or the um, companies are paying for certifications. I've still found that it is really educational to look on there and see what the ingredients are and see, you know, what they rate. It gives you a good idea of what to look for because there is so much greenwashing and it is really easy to see um, something and think that it might be clean, but it's not really clean. And so again, I'm just giving you some brand ideas because I like to make it a little bit more simple. And if I've done the research, then I can share it with you. Um, almost all of these, I don't have any affiliation with, I don't have links, anything like that. I'm just sharing what I actually use. Um, the exception to that though, is with skincare and what I actually really use and love and have used for years is the primally pure skincare. Um, I have used a few of their different lines. They have a clarifying line, which is really great for acne prone skin. They have a plumping line, which is really great for those of us who are maybe starting to see a few more wrinkles than we'd like to see. Um, what I really like about primally pure is that their products are really great quality, super simple ingredients. You can read the side of it and have no doubt what the ingredients are. It's like eight things maybe. Um, and a couple of them are some essential oils that smell really good. And the other thing that I really like about them is that their products last a really long time. I typically will stock up when they have their black Friday sale and then that's it. Like it lasts me for the whole year, which is really great. So I make the investment one time and really just enjoy their products the rest of the year. I am going to link to Primally Pure in the show notes. Um, I do have a discount code for you and full transparency. I am an affiliate with them, so I do make a small commission. And also full transparency, I have used their products for the last probably five years with no commission, no no affiliate, nothing, because I just really do love them. And so I can't say enough good things about Primally Pure. It really is the way that I... Um, kind of measure my self-care and like when I'm doing my skincare every night for you know three minutes five minutes I feel really pampered and it feels really good and my skin looks better in the morning feels more fresh and so little things like that sometimes are you know just kind of like the thing as a mom where you're like I feel like a person again right and so <laughs> that's why I love Primly Pure and I had spent so much time and money on skincare before because I had such bad acne when I was younger. Um, and I had used a lot of, a lot of more harsh products that really did not do my skin any favors. And so having something that is like really effective and nice and gentle has been really encouraging to me. Um, instead of essentially working against my skin or just like trying to beat my skin into submission, which is what I was doing before. So love Primally Pure. Um, and then when, when I want to talk about shampoo, um, I did an Instagram post a while back on just like cannot find a shampoo that is organic and like works for me, but I do have two that I can recommend. I love the wellness brand again. 
um, wellness mama is, you know, just an OG. She's amazing. So she has really good products. Um, her shampoo overall I've liked and conditioner and it's a, from what I remember, I haven't bought it in a little bit, but it's a really good price point for an organic or like a natural. And then I've also used the Karina organics more recently. And I do really like those because they smell really good and my hair feels really nice with them. So I've stuck to that one more recently, but those are both, um, good options. There are, you know, kind of like middle ground shampoos that are going to not have parabens and fragrance and phthalates and all of those things. And so, you know, maybe you're in a place where you want to kind of like stick to the middle ground. That's a great option too. Okay. So for my super last category, um, I just want to talk about cleaning products in your house because those can be really chemically for lack of a better word, and they can be really strong and something that can disrupt your health. And so sometimes even for kids, things like eczema or asthma or things like that, like, uh, the cleaning products that you're using can be a trigger. And so I have switched to natural cleaning products, but then of course, you know, when you're, when you first switch, maybe you're doing like homemade and you're not really sure if it's getting everything clean. And so I found a few different brands that I can use for more of like a disinfectant and then use like vinegar and, you know, baking soda and all the little, um, DIYs for some of the other things. But I do really like, um, there's a couple different brands that I like, uh, Briotech or Briotech is a really good brand that is going to be especially good for people who are having issues with bacteria or even mold in your home. Um, force of nature. I really like because it has a disinfectant or it is a disinfectant spray that you essentially make at home. You buy these little capsules and then you put them in this little thing and you can call it a science experiment if you're a homeschool mom like me, um, because it bubbles up and looks cool and then you clean stuff with it. Um, and so I like the force of nature, especially for like six season or, you know, all the things that kids do that maybe aren't really all that sanitary. So, um, I like to use that in bathrooms and kitchen and things like that. Um, I have been a fan of branch basics before as well. That is really great for people who are super sensitive. And then, um, from there, I like to just kind of DIY a little bit. Um, I also have used Norwex in the past, which I'm not at all affiliated with, but their cleaning cloths are really great. And like their mop, um, you know, the thing that you put on your mop, (laughs) that's really great. I've used things like that before too, just for like a chemical free option. So hopefully this podcast gives you a few ideas and maybe a few new products to try out if you've been looking for something. And really the overall takeaway that I want you to have is that there's always small steps that you can take forward. Don't stress about it little by little. Um, slowly, but surely is the best way to go. But if, especially if you're like, okay, yeah, this is something that I've known that I needed to switch out. Then hopefully I've given you some ideas and some, you know, kind of like an easy way to do that. So hope you enjoyed this and I will see you next time.